Welcome to the BK Talks Business Podcast. I'm your host, BK, and I am a female entrepreneur with a passion for international business and entrepreneurship. I've run businesses in the Middle East where I've lived for the past 10 years, as well as in my home country, Botswana. I am so excited to bring you this podcast that celebrates the entrepreneurial spirit of women in Africa, the Middle East, and everywhere in between. Whether you are already running a business or just considering taking the leap, this podcast is for you. Get ready for some laughs, some insider secrets, and some business breakthroughs that just might change the way you think about entrepreneurship. I cannot wait to hear about your entrepreneurial journey. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be putting down the foundations for strategic planning for the new year. And I want to put this emphasis on the word strategic because we will be looking at just the complexities of balancing personal dreams with professional ambitions. And we'll discuss how to find that sweet spot for us to really find clarity in the chaos. You know, lately, as I've been thinking about the plans for the new year, I've been thinking about defining success on my own terms, you know, crafting a strategic plan that is true to my authentic aspirations. I think more and more I've just felt that, you know, entrepreneurship has been glamorized and there's this picture of the idea that it is such a romantic idea. You know, you have these perfectly curated feeds showcasing success stories and this glamorous lifestyle. But this is not the reality and it creates unrealistic expectations. It's easy to think that if your experience is not so beautifully polished, um, it's somehow not right. And so I find that there's such Um, pressure to fit into this narrative but the truth is you know the entrepreneurial journey is oftentimes actually most times it's hurdles and setbacks and a whole lot of hard work which will only pay off later if you are consistent persistent and ridiculously tenacious you know failing is often more common than success and there's usually more tears than the sound of money coming streaming in. So it's far from romantic. It's far from glamorous. And I say all this to really emphasize that it's really your race to run. Yes, we have to keep up with industry standards or, you know, um, technology uh, to stay relevant and competitive. But at the same time, We have to define our own pace, our own speed. We have to define progress and success for ourselves or else we might not have the endurance for longevity. There is pressure from all sides, whether it's societal expectations of balancing traditional roles with business pursuits, um, family obligations and cultural norms. the pressure to excel both in the business world and at home can be very overwhelming. And there's just pressure from the business community itself, right? The constant need to stay ahead, to be innovative, to showcase, uh, you know, that your business is actually 
making money and um, you are on your way to success. And there's this fear of failure in such a competitive landscape, which can which can paralyze um, even the most passionate of entrepreneurs. So I wanted to start this conversation about planning for the new year from a bit of a different angle. How can we get clarity and focus on what our goals are and align those goals with our values? Not those that have been influenced by the competition or those that have been projected by others to give you know, us the false sense of success. How can we extract ourselves from the external pressures and stay true to our vision? And it starts with redefining what success is. Success is not just about that destination or that number. It's about the journey to getting there, the lessons that we've learned, the impact that we're making as we are working towards success. How do you view your failures or setbacks or see these as opportunities for growth? This is a skill or a trait that can really free you from the fear of not meeting unrealistic expectations and quite possibly, you know, detrimental expectations. So yes, it's quite possible to still adapt to the changing business landscape and trends, but also staying true to your vision. The ability to pivot, to innovate, to, you know, kind of roll with the punches is essential for long-term success. So staying authentic to your values and your aspirations is essential, but also staying flexible in your approach. We all know that, you know, business is dynamic. This week could be great. Next week could be, you know, something else. So being dynamic and adaptable is so powerful. And the first step in kind of mapping out our strategic plan is just gaining clarity by self-reflection. This is so important. Asking yourself questions like, what is important to me? Where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? This is especially um, vital in a world, you know, with so many possibilities. Because it's kind of like, being in a new city, there's so many places to go. There's so many things to see, but you have to choose few, you know, a few destinations. You can only put one destination in your GPS at a time, right? So it's like putting those coordinates in your GPS before starting on your trip, not just kind of launching into the trip and then deciding, okay, now, now what? (laughs) So, so by understanding ourselves better, we gain insight into our passions, our strengths, our areas of growth. And this self-awareness becomes that the very compass that directs our choices, both personally and professionally. So like I said, it starts with asking yourself, meaningful questions what truly ignites your soul if you were to remove the noise of social media or any external influence what would you say is truly important to you what skills and talents do you possess 
What are the experiences that have shaped you? So reflecting on these aspects allows us to unearth our genuine desires and ambitions. Gaining clarity isn't about comparing ourselves to others or adhering to what is expected, but it's about peeling off those layers of external influences to reveal who we truly are. Because when we understand ourselves at our core, we can craft our goals that are not only inspiring, but that are deeply aligned with who we are. So this is like personal excavation, uncovering those treasures within yourself that will guide your decisions and pursuits for the coming year. Recognizing your unique strengths, acknowledging areas where you want to grow and need to grow. And this deep introspection provides the foundation that we'll need to set goals that truly resonate. So what sets your soul on fire? What activities make you lose track of time? Whether it's art, technology, education, or a social cause, your passions reveal the areas where you want to make or you feel like you can make a meaningful impact. So next, let's talk about values. Your values are the core principles that define who you are. They shape your decisions, your actions, your interactions, right? So take a moment to reflect on what truly matters to you. Is it integrity? Is it creativity, compassion, innovation? So when your goals align with your values, you create a life and business that feels authentic and fulfilling. Now, Envision your long-term future. Close your eyes and imagine your ideal personal and professional life 5, 10, even 20 years from now. What do you see? Who are you with? What are you doing? Visualize every detail. This long-term vision is like a path to where your desired destination, where you want to go. It helps you set meaningful goals that will contribute to the larger narrative of your life. And as female um, entrepreneurs, especially within the African region and the Middle Eastern region, our unique perspectives and cultural backgrounds add riches to all of this. So, Embrace your heritage, embrace your traditions, you know, the stories that have shaped you. Your roots are a source of strength and inspiration. Let them influence your goals and decisions, allowing you to create a a legacy that resonates with your identity. One of the most powerful realizations um, as we are on this journey is that success is deeply personal. There is no one size fits all. Success for you might mean building a thriving business that supports your community, while for somebody else, it could mean achieving a work-life balance that nourishes both your family um, and career. So the key is to define what success means to you, independent of what everybody else says success means. Okay, let's talk about planning. So we all know um, SMART goals, right? Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound. This is um, a well-known framework. 
but it does have limitations that won't work for us and they it um, won't serve what we are trying to do in creating strategic goals for next year. We need a more comprehensive approach and that takes into account the complexities of our lives. So let's begin by addressing why the generic SMART goals won't work for us. So they do provide a a structured framework, but they often lack depth. They focus on the what, but they miss the why and the how. Okay, so let's talk about the what. This is the specific goal that you aim to achieve. This is important, of course, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. The real magic happens when we explore the why behind our goals. So understanding our why means identifying the underlying purpose and the deep-rooted reason that fuels your ambition. Your why is your driving force, the passion that keeps you going, especially when you face challenges. So imagine, for instance, your goal is to expand your business. That's the what, the expansion itself, right? Now, let's try work out why you want to expand your business. Is it because you believe in your product and its potential to um, improve lives? Or is it because you want to create job opportunities in your community? See, those are very different. So understanding your why infuses your goal with meaning and it connects it to your values and your passions. Okay, so moving on to the how. Where is the strategy in uh, for this goal? It's not just about achieving the goal, but then understanding the steps, the resources, the collaborations that you need to get there. The how requires thoughtful planning, innovation, sometimes a willingness to tweak or adapt your approach. It's about breaking down your goal into actionable um, tasks, understanding the challenges that might arise and having a plan to um, take care of those. So let's let's have another example. Your goal is to launch, let's say, a um, sustainable product line. The how would involve researching eco-friendly materials, finding ethical suppliers, creating a market strategy that educates consumers about sustainability, building partnerships with organizations that share your values. So the how then takes your goal from a distant dream into a concrete, actionable plan. So this adds depth to our goals. So as we set them, remember to ask yourself, why does this matter to me? And how can I bring this vision to life? And of course, goals should not only be specific and measurable, but deeply meaningful and align with our visions. And this is where we incorporate things like SWOT analysis and OKRs into our planning strategy. So the concept of a SWOT analysis S-W-O-T, isn't just for business. It's a valuable framework for personal development as well. So let's break it down. SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror, allowing you, uh, you to see comprehensively a reflection of who you are within the environment that you operate in. 
So your strengths, these, this is your zone of genius, the qualities that set you apart. These could be your skills, your talents, your unique experiences or personal attributes. So recognizing your strengths empowers you because it allows you to understand what makes you exceptional. It might be your cre- uh, creativity, your leadership ability, your adaptability, or your deep empathy. So being aware of your strength um, enables you to leverage them to achieve your goals and making the impact that you wish to make. Second one is weaknesses. We all have areas that we can improve. Our weaknesses are not necessarily limitations, but they are definitely areas of growth. So identifying your weaknesses is an act of self-awareness. It could be a skill that you lack a habit you want to overcome, or a mindset that holds you back. But by acknowledging your weaknesses, you can now focus on personal development. You can seek mentorship or even collaborate with others who complement your skill set. Opportunities. These are the external factors that you can harness to your advantage. These could be emerging trends or advancements in technology, changing market needs, or even networking connections. Recognizing the opportunities allows you to stay proactive. It might involve attending industry events, pursuing further education, exploring collaborations further. Seizing opportunities can open up new doors and, of course, expand your horizons. And then lastly, threats. Threats are the external challenges or obstacles that could impede your progress. These can include um, market competition, economic fluctuations, changing regulations, or even personal challenges. So identifying potential threats is about being realistic and being prepared. It doesn't mean dwelling on negativity, but rather being aware of potential roadblocks. So by understanding your threats, you can develop contingency plans, you can build resilience, and you can navigate a little bit more effectively. Conducting a SWOT analysis on yourself helps you gain a 360-degree view of your personal and professional landscape. It is a powerful reflection tool. All right, so let's talk about objectives and key results. This goal-setting framework, you may have heard of it. It's, you know, gained significant traction in the business world of late. But more than just a corporate strategy, OKRs can be game-changing for uh, personal and entrepreneurial growth. Objectives are overarching ambitious goals. They are the big picture, the significant milestones that you aim to achieve. These are qualitative, inspiring statements that define your ultimate aspirations. An objective could be something like become a recognized thought leader in the industry or um, launch a sustainable product line that reduces environmental impact. Objectives are the destination that you set and the direction you want to go. Key results are the specific measurable outcomes that indicate progress toward your objectives. 
So these are quantifiable achievements that let you know that you're moving in the right direction. Key results are concrete and time-bound, providing you know clear indicators of success. For example, if your objective is to become a recognized thought leader, your key results could include publish three industry-related articles per month, or speak at two conferences within the year, or even increase social media engagement by 50% in six months. So key results are the actionable steps that drive you closer to your objectives. All right, so what does this even look like in practical terms? So I have kind of meshed all these together and I've created a framework that is simple yet very powerful. So after going through the self-assessment and the SWOT analysis, now you're clear on yourself and your values. Think about your objectives. You can start with maybe six to nine. I wouldn't go past 12 because um, more than that could become overwhelming. It could muddy you know, the waters a little bit with so many goals that you and your team are working on. So let's say you have nine top goals and then you consider which ones you want to start with. You're going to start with distributing these goals across the quarters of the year. So think of which two or three you want to start with and then plug those in to quarter one, so January to March. Then you take those two goals and create monthly milestones for each. The third level is taking those monthly milestones and breaking them down into weekly deliverables. Now that you have weekly deliverables, you take each one of those and identify three daily actions that you can that can help you achieve those weekly deliverables. So let's say we have five working days, you will have 15 daily tasks for that week. In, um, in order to achieve your weekly deliverables, which will then help you achieve your monthly milestones, which will then help you achieve your quarterly goals. And then you'll repeat the process for Q2, Q3, Q4. And then you have mapped out the entire year. Okay, so it starts off with those big objectives. You break them down into quarterly milestones break those down into monthly milestones and then weekly deliverables and then daily tasks and so the beauty of OKRs lies in just the simplicity and the flexibility it creates a roadmap and it aligns your day-to-day activities with your long-term objectives so it's setting specific measurable key results that you can track your progress objectively and if you're not meeting your key results, this is a signal to reevaluate your approach and make the necessary adjustments. So in practice, this involves regular check-ins and adjustments. For instance, if during your review, you realize that, oh, there's an increase in social media engagement, you find and look at the particular content type that resonated more with your audience, And then you can focus on creating more of that for the next quarter and for your next OKRs. These are not set in stone. You have the um, ability and the freedom to adapt and change 
as you get more insight and priorities become uh, a little bit more clear. So it also requires discipline. It, it requires focus and again, the willingness to iterate. It encourages you to set those bold objectives that might even stretch your capacity and capabilities and you know push you out a little bit out of your comfort zone. But by breaking them down into manageable, measurable key results, you go from big, audacious goals to actionable, achievable steps. So if you are looking for a template to help you do this, to help you conduct your SWOT analysis, to help you kind of map up, map out your OKRs for 2024, then head to the link in the show notes and you can grab a template that I've created that will help you make this plan for your new year. Okay, friends, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please remember to um, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review if you would be so kind, and I'll talk to you real soon. Bye.